something without warning love bears heavy on my mind then I look at you and the world's all right with me just one look at you and I know it's gonna be a lovely day Ruby, thank you uh, for being in community with us. Um, thank you for having me. I know I reached out to you. I saw you, I think it was like a month ago. A little while ago. It was at the Plush uh, opening. Shout out to Plush. Hey. Um, uh, skateboard shop uh, down the street uh, uh, from the studio. And so I remember seeing you and I was like, oh, you are the person I want to catch up with and oh. have on the show. So I know um, this was a conversation that I, I wanted to have with someone and kind of go into um, the complexities of it uh, mm. about, you know, um, you know, it is Hispanic Heritage Month, right? And so all these Heritage Months, um, right, have this idea that we're going to highlight communities that aren't Eurocentric and um, have better understanding, so on and so forth. And, and in some ways they're intellectualized and academicized. And so, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, do you identify as Hispanic, right? Um, and if you did, what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean? And if you don't, um, why not? And like, if you can kind of Walk us through it. Totally. Um, so first, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, and I have trouble with Latinidad and this being labeled as Hispanic um, because they're so much more than that. You know, um, Hispanic was a term coined by the U.S. government to group together a group of people that uh they couldn't identify you know earlier in the 1900s um so the definition right is a person descended from spain or spanish-speaking countries and it pigeonholes uh a really rich group like a really rich diverse group of cultures together as you know having the same colonizer coming from the same you know uh, places um so it, it it bothers me and it and it isn't enough so i'll take it you know, I'll take it uh, for this grant or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's it's there. There are there are better um, labels. Yeah, I I was joking uh, last week. We had Bruni uh, Pizarro from uh, Junta. Right. Yeah. Um, and I always joke, you know, I'm like, man, Tourette's Awareness Month. I'm like, it's part of two months. So I don't get a full month. <laughs> right. Black History Month cheated a couple of days mm. right and i'm like hispanic heritage month i'm like split between two months i'm like man can't honor the taino on me can't mm. honor the rest can't mm. honor the blackness i'm mm. like man what's going on <laughs> um it's easier to just <laughs> accept it and move on right and like i don't know um that term like i'm slowly starting to read more up on uh my own history and where my family's coming from 
and why we even ended up migrating to the U.S., you know, and um, specifically I'm reading um, Radicals in the Barrio by Justin Akras Chacon and Born in Blood and Fire by John Charles Chastain. And I'm reading them in bits and pieces because it hurts pretty badly coming to understand like, oh, this is why particularly Zapotec people migrated to the U.S. It's because of oil, you know, um, and it's it's reckoning with this history that I didn't know has always been inside of me. You know, like there is a reason why I'm on this land. Um, it's not my indigenous land. You know, my indigenous land is Oaxaca, Mexico. Um, but uh, it's it's coming to terms with that and finding healing and going from there. You know, um, this culture has been so um, washed down. I don't know. Like I'm, I, I want to say that I'm I'm reclaiming what's always been mine. Mm. Um, but it's always been mine. You know. Um, so yeah, culture's great. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, I have so many thoughts. I um, I went to Tunisia about a month and a half ago. Mm. Um. And it was funny because part of me, the Western part of me, right? I was like, oh, going to Africa, mm. going to the mother of motherland, mm. right? It's going to be so different. And I think one of the things that like hit me was like having my mother's family from Jamaica. It was so interesting to like see Jamaica mm. all around me, like the beaches, some of the infrastructure, mm-hmm. just the way how people moved in some ways yeah where i was just like the community it, that's yours too like, this is different mm. but i think the thing that really threw me off was like oh this is so familiar i know this <laughs> right yeah yeah i've never been back to oaxaca i i've been thinking about it for a couple of years and eventually yes i will go um i went to uh a powwow um mm. uh, with my family recently and yeah. um the same thing this is so familiar like everyone here looks like my family <laughs> everyone like this food my mom makes us at home right like like this these traditions like i always hear about them my mom is always playing them on youtube on our tv <laughs> shout out to youtube moms right. um like there's a spiritual connection there too right like you just feel it so i you know I, I think that's one of the things that why I wanted to talk to you is like, you know, talking about art. And so, you know, how did you become an artist? Like, what was the process? Right. I see the aesthetic. For those of y'all who are going to watch the podcast, definitely should check out the uh, Insta to see the pictures. Post, <laughs> right. But like, what, mm. what was your journey and how did you, uh, you know, what? I am a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, started out like any other kid, you know, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I started out, what was it? Sixth grade, watching anime, drawing anime from the TV, like, falling in love with drawing, falling in love with being creative and being able to express myself. You know, I, I didn't grow up in a way where I could actively express who I was and what I wanted and what I wanted to express. So anime was... (laughs) the first the first step in that and then i applied as an eighth grader to uh the educational center for the arts um art uh after it's not an after school program it's more like a secondary school um so i went to naven academy uh and then at noon from one uh, noon to four i would be at eca uh learning photography um sculpture uh, all types of visual art um 
And, you know, as I grew, I realized black and brown people are artists. Um, and that's when I decided to start taking it seriously, you know, and there's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but ultimately, you know, I, I believe that art is for everyone and art should be accessible and Thanks. artists should have the resources to do that as well. Um, I think it's transformative when we literally put money in artists' hands and let them, let us do our thing. You know, we are a part of this community and uh, we know what we need too. No, I, 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 um, you know, I remember asking what projects are you up to? Mm. And she sent me fears outside. Um, and so I don't exactly know what it is. That's okay. <laughs> But it made me think of like the Arts Council where they mm. did the micro grants mm. uh, for artists during COVID. Where it's yeah. just like, listen, we don't know how long this is going to last, but you need to put food on your table. Here, go make, create, bring community. Um, and so that was beautiful. So like, what? What is Fairside? <laughs> yeah, I actually honestly haven't publicly spoken about it. I've been planning it and planning it and applying for grants and organizing you know what the concept is and you know so okay Fairside is a seed rooted in the notion that artists should make art artists should have the ability to make art uh some barriers to this some of many are time money and support so why not just pay artists to make art why not pay artists to have their own time back you know I see these barriers for myself for my friends, for the community of artists in New Haven overall, why not put money directly in artists' hands? Um, so Fairsight acts as a uh, artist residency program, um, but it also is an artist accountability group. So that's the support aspect of it. So my dream is to, okay, let's meet up. You have stuff to work on. I have stuff to work on. Why don't we work in the same area, um, in the same room, um, and you can share your goals with me. I can share my goals with you and we can check in on each other because we have everything that we need. We, 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 we can support each other to get to where we want to be. You know, it's, we can totally work on our own, be alone, work in our own studios, work in our own houses and our own rooms on our own projects. But it's so transformative when you have a community that can support you. Um, I, okay. So I always, every artist that I come across, I talk about Make Haven. I don't know, are you familiar with Make Haven? Yeah. Um, uh, for those of y'all that don't, Make Haven is a community makerspace, 24-7 access that has a range of resources and tools available. You don't need to know uh, anything coming in. Uh, you pay, it's 50 bucks a month. Uh, you get 24-7 access to a wood shop, metal shop, textiles, laser cutters, 3D printers. This place has honestly transformed my practice and that's why I tell every single artist that I know about it um, because they have people there that you know you get trained or you get badged on a tool or a resource that you need and after that after you get checked out you're good to go you know um, so I'm thinking of places like Make Haven um, uh, for you know community gatherings and things like that um, so that will be launching uh, later this month okay. <laughs> no I I, I um I love how you said accountability, right? I think you unpacked this idea, right? Like I I feel oftentimes people are like the artist is this uh you know 
is fully interpreter, right? Mm. To talk about doctrine, right? Being the artwork. So they say, this is the art. And then you have art critics, right? Mm. That are like the clergy that interpret what is And define art. whether or not it's good. And then you have people who are like, oh, I must adhere to this rather than like, art is collective. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm not making this for me. Mm -hmm. You know, this is being made for the community. Mm -hmm. And so the community is safe, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like intention is big on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, nah, I decided because this person (laughs) hung a shovel in Yale Art Gallery. (laughs) Shout out to Sean. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> but like, if I hang a shovel now, nah, bro, that's not art. Mm. You hang it mm. in the right way, mm-hmm. with the light. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. no shade, but a lot of shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, and also the end of this residency program. You know, I want to pay as many artists as possible. You know, I we very very fortunate to have received a grant um through the arts uh, council uh the artist corps program the, the year-long fellowship i'm really excited to be working with um ife um and frank yeah. brady and you know um and uh another person that any any as well um that i don't know too well but i'm excited to uh, get to know um and it's the start of something really beautiful you know i for the past two years i've been working on thinking about and writing grants for this other project that i inherited from uh, an old friend uh, called Lunch Money Print. Um, but, you know, uh, the the foundation of it wasn't rooted in community here in New Haven. And that, you know, just didn't align with my values. Uh, so Fairside is for New Haven, greater New Haven artists um, specifically. So, uh, For those who of y'all who are joining us, right, you are listening to Just In Time Conversations, WNHHFM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer. We are here with Ruby Hernandez. Gonzalez Atlas. Hernandez. Yeah. Gonzalez Hernandez. Oh. You're good. You're good. I have You're to good. have it in front of me. <laughs> other, like, That's fine. That's fine. Um, so uh, a, a local creative talking about um, fair share. Uh, fair side. Fair side. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> you're, in, you're in fantabulous. All right. Uh, 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 (laughs) um, speaking about the dopeness um so you know how does how important is culture to your work and how does that show up in your work culture is uh really really important i i i want to say that as as an artist as an educator as a curator um I can't escape culture. I can't escape, you know, what calls me to make work. <laughs> like, like, not to say that I'm avoiding it or anything like that, but um, I just thought of the Migos. <laughs> <laughs> different know, culture, different culture, different culture. Um, but yeah. Um, so, and this dawned on me when I started um, this new series of 35 millimeter on film, um, trying to take self portraits and. The more I work on this series, the more I'm seeing themes that I'm trying to deconstruct in my head, like internally, like at home, like that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to shoot in the moment. But it comes up, you know, unintentionally. Um, 
And I think that's, you know, that that's what I mean by we can't escape who we are. We can't escape our own culture. Um, it's beautiful. It's rich. And it deserves to be seen at the same time, you know. So I heard you say 35 millimeter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the camera head in me is like, so what's your gear? But like, what is your primary medium? Me- yeah. Like what? Because yeah. like I heard printmaking. Yeah. It, I heard you design. know, that's a great question. <laughs> so I like to call myself a lens based artist. So I'm photo based. Hey. Uh, photo- photography is the start, but photography is never the end product, if you will. Um for me personally and what I'm trying to work through, like with my own identity, with my own culture, the themes I'm trying to deconstruct, it just unfortunately never feels like the end, the end of the road. So I take it a step further. Uh, I want to say it's experimental, but I'm, I'm just playing around. I'm like, I'm just I'm working with what I got, you know, for that. I mean that in like photographing and, and turning that photograph into silk screens or turning them into large scale woodcuts or something reproducible in the form of printmaking. Um, so lately, it it's like photo printmaking, um, but it can mean another direction in two months from now. You know, um, I'm just like really messing people up at Walgreens. <laughs> like, fam, do you do you need a photo printed? Nah, fam, no. I do photo and I print. Photo etchings, photo <laughs> engravings, photo woodcuts. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know what's next. Photo bombing. You know, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you talked about some of the people that you've been reading mm. in terms of like learning, right? Mm-hmm. But like, who, who are those people in photography or what are those things, right? You're talking about photographers or artists that inspire me? Yeah. Or like, you know, cause I, I know for me, there are certain photographers and like, yeah. and then there are other works where I'm like, I can't remember the sister or brother mm. that did this, mm-hmm. but I'm like that photo, right? Mm-hmm. Or that photo scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much time we got? <laughs> um, no, every there are too many to name. I really love Dowell Bay's work. I really love Kim Weston's work, based in New Haven. Um, I really love artists that deconstruct history and think about the now and the past and the future um i love artists that um don't really uh it's it's not so much about the reaction but it's about the the heart and 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 what what they're trying to express you know i think um in my work i okay first of all being an artist requires an extreme amount of vulnerability i have respect for every single artist that i meet because that to put yourself out there, to put yourself out, out on the map, to show your work, to show what you're intimately thinking um, or what you're purposefully not thinking is vulnerable, you know, and I, I have a I have a deep respect for that because it takes a lot of strength and a lot of honesty to look at yourself, to look at your environment, to look at your materials and to consider carefully what it is exactly that you want to show your community. Um, I have too many to name. Uh, it spans across musicians, you know, it spans across, you know, uh, photography, but also painters and things like that. There are a lot of artists and artists like center artist groups um, that are doing amazing things in the city. Um, and I would like to shout out all of them. But yeah. No, I. I, um, I um, discovered Gar- uh, Gordon Parks. Mm. 
um, mm-hmm. through some of the photographers that took pictures during like the Baltimore uprising, mm-hmm. took pictures of like um, through the uh, Occupy um, um, movement. Yeah. So I always think about this as like the complexities of like being in these spaces especially yeah. from like a photo lens like you really gotta get up in that shot to you like gotta feel comfortable you gotta just step into <laughs> it you know right so like when you show up in different spaces with a lens and how you present yourself or how you move you can change the whole mood mm-hmm. and you can throw off the vibe that's yeah. going on around and it's an aspect of respect too because you know up now with more stuff going on like it's it's becoming a bit more dangerous to photograph folks out on the streets like literally doing the work that needs to be done you know there's like there's change in that way but then i think about like you know like gordon parks he mm-hmm. did a, a series where he followed around harlem gangsters mm-hmm. and like followed them around like fist fighting and mm-hmm. taking pictures of them with guns or um, I don't know the series. I'm gonna I'm gonna search it out. It, yeah, yeah. It's a dope, dope series because he takes pictures and I'm forgetting the name of the gangster. Mm-hmm. Um but like this is the most fearsome dude in Harlem, right? And the way that he takes these pictures, you see a whole different side. You see someone who is a protector. Mm. You see someone who is sensitive. You see someone who who's intimate. Right with his kids, with other kids, um, and, and you know, I just think about all the different things that we unpack. And, and so, to your point, right? I, I think the artists that really put themselves in there mm-hmm. uh, um, to share stuff with us is amazing. And, and, and so, um, I mentioned this because I want to go back to to you. But I, Parks went on to do Shaft, right? Mm-hmm. So he does all these serious, first right. African American for that time, uh, life, right? So he does all these serious photographs, and then he does Shaft, which is like seventy cultural, like with Isaac Hayes, right? Where it's just like these black exploitation movies about like. The dynamic black and so like as you're creating art you know like how much do you pay attention to who's going to receive it or do you try to pay more attention to you know what's it's intended for and when it shifts and it moves mm-hmm. like how do you process that right because mm-hmm. there's definitely times when like took a picture of something and then it's the narrative has changed mm. in a way. I'm like, that's not what I was trying to do, right? And I have to like, and it like, happens, and it happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My work. I don't always know why I'm photographing something because it goes back to I'm trying to work through something internally. I'm trying to find language for something um, in my own life. You know, for a while that was my own identity. And for another while, it was how can how can all of these complex, you know, identities 
work together? Like, how? who am I outside of all of those identities that I can't, you know, escape from? Again, can't escape from that culture. Um, and I'd say it's for me first um, in many ways. After I take a photograph, I sit with it for some time. I come back to it. Um, and then I start asking folks what they think. Um, so that's my second thing. Um, I am, so I don't really identify with Hispanic or Latino, but I identify as indigenous and identify as Chicana, um, Chicana with an X instead of a C. Um, and that is uh, paying homage to an indigenous language in Mexico. Um, and Chicano is, you know, coming here to, you coming here from, to the U.S., uh, from another country, uh, oftentimes Mexico, oftentimes another Central American or South American country. Um, but it's, there's also this aspect of being indigenous as well. Um, and this is a whole like 20 minute spiel I'll, I can give you. But essentially, right, um, I am an indigenous person who has uh, whose family has left uh, Mexico, Oaxaca in this case, to come to the U.S. And there's this aspect of indigenous erasure. Um, I think there's a lot of shame as well in being indigenous, particularly in Mexico, um, because it's not seen as, you know, the, what do you, what do you call it? Like people want to be white, you know, I don't want to be white, but the, the norm, the beauty standard. You know? <laughs> like, people be tripping while I'm like black, bold and blessed. They're like, what? Like, rah, rah, see me, you know, um, but but yeah, so um, it's it's being very straightforward and saying, look, like we are here probably most likely and most definitely because of U.S. intervention. Um, but also the family is here now. This is this is a whole new this is a whole new culture here. Um, we could we could keep going. But yeah, yeah. Um, so my work uh, tends to look at myself uh, first um, and uh, I. I the, the main goal with with me in making art is I want to make sure that whatever it is that I'm trying to do, that anyone from my community, from my neighborhood can understand it as well. Um, so accessibility and, and the, the ability for my own community to understand that is essential to me. Um, I don't I don't see a reason why I wouldn't do that. I don't see a reason why I would want to uh, go to a museum, be shown in a museum or a gallery first if my own people don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. Shut it down. No. <laughs> I'm not playing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, as we create, I think one of the things that I love about, you know, you talking about creating this space for your side, right? Um, to create together, right? Like what? What advice would you give to struggling artists, right? Uh, people who are struggling to share their work, right? Mm -hmm. To have that, I don't want to say courage because I feel like it's the wrong word, but to have that um, ability to like be so intimate mm. with people, right? Mm -hmm. Find your people, find your neighbor, find your community, find artists that are like you and artists that aren't like you, find artists that you want to learn from. DM them. DM me. I want to be your friend. If you're an artist in this city, I want to be your friend. DM me. Chicana Reina on Instagram, please. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. But like that is what I did when I dropped out of school in the fall of 2016 and came back to New Haven. Um, I sat around for a year 
thinking about, okay, wait, okay, I can't go back to college right now. Um, I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. What do I do? Where do I go? Who can I connect to? Where can I learn the things that I want to learn? I want to learn how to work with my hands. I want to learn how to make a woodcut. I want to learn CNC technology and yada, 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 you know? And for a year, I mean, I didn't really find it, you know? And and then I took a job and I discovered Make Haven. Um, and, you know, I've been a member there for three years and very, very recently, full disclosure, just for full transparency, I just joined the board. Um, so I'm advocating also for this because I, I really believe in the space. Um, and, you know, it. You were bored, but that's you on the board. <laughs> you know, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's finding spaces, making it our own. Um, but the start of it is find find people, find people. Um, and we can support each other. No, I that y'all heard it here, right? Uh, for those of y'all who are joining us, right? Uh, you are listening to Just in Time Conversation, WNA, HHFM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer. Um, and we are with Ruby Gonzalez Hernandez, creative. Right. Uh, speaking about how you find your community, how you find a space uh, to, to create. Um, I, you know, before I get into the more intimate, right? Um, something I'm trying to switch up and spice up, right? Um, asking people what their hot take is, right? And so, hot take that I, I hot take. I, I was in a conversation <laughs> with someone other day. Uh huh. Um, and, and so the hot take was that I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, I feel Bob Marley is better known globally than uh, Fidel Castro. That's that's my hot take." Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I could. I don't know if I could one up that. I think I can. I think I can. Um. Oh, read oh, me right now. Sam was like, turn me up in the headphones. <laughs> uh, yeah, any my hot, hot take? Yeah. My hot take is that I think we need a union in the city of New Haven for artists. I'm going to just leave it at that. I'm going to just leave it at that. Who Who is really out here doing it? What do... Are these institutions... Are... are Mm. who runs this city listen i you know when an institution needs a program who do they go to find to run that program it's artists who brings change to the city in the art world it's artists now i agree we could speak with a broad stroke right like that's yeah. definitely the canvas um now that you know as i asked to talk to you um I was thinking about like how in Europe where like ballerinas have pensions, right? And like different people, it's like, cool, you do this type of work, your body will have such strains. Mm. You retire at 40 or 50, right? Meanwhile here, it's just like, oh, you paint houses? Yeah. Retire at 65. This is like, hmm, do you know how 
backbreaking it is to paint a house. I did that for a while. It's really excruciating on your body. It, right? Yeah. And people think like, oh, all you do. It's like, nah, bro. Like, it's physical labor. And it's skilled labor. And it does a number to your body, right? And and so I'm down with that hot take, right? I ain't going to come at anyone, Woo! but definitely put it on uh, Twitter. And like most people agreed with me. They're like, yeah, like Bob Marley is better known than Fidel. <laughs> right? I'm not saying Homeboy wasn't about it, right? That people should know both. I got no comment at this time. Cool. Let's not get too political. Uh, um, I guess, you know, to that point of what you said, like a union is needed, right? What could be improved about the New Haven art scene, right? And what what supports could be put in place, right? Um, did you know back in the day, I'm talking probably 70s, 60s. Um, oh, no, nah, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> in history, what I hear, what I've been told is that at one point in time, artists in the city of New Haven were able to get health care. Mm-hmm. Why not have that now? Why not expand on that? Why not protect arts workers working at institutions? Like art, arts institutions in the city of New Haven should have HR. Why don't mm-hmm. they? You know, I... It's a workplace, you know. I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of hot takes, but that's that's the, those are the types of things that I'm thinking about. I'm merely just thinking about them. I'm thinking about the ways that we can support artists fully, wholly, in any way, in every way. No, I, right, I when I look at cities like Boston, right, um, right, there's things I love and things that I dislike mm. in the sense that like. What I love is art is everywhere. There's so much public art. I'm like, everywhere. I'm just like, there's public art everywhere. Mm -hmm. But it's also a space that's like, a few people are in it, right? And they get the ability to like, take up space. Exclusivity, yeah. And, and, And so, but I think about like that infrastructure of like, cool, even how does the city, right, or cities, right? How do we publicize and promote public art, mm-hmm. right? How do we do we say, hey, here's a space, here's things that you could have, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, we always want to talk about arts district to like mm-hmm. have cute, gentrified shops, so we don't talk about like actual artists and like how they gonna pay their bills. Mm-hmm. To that point, right? Like talking about the social infrastructure, healthcare, dental, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like, you know, I feel like I hear this, right? Um, but kind of want to know from you personally, right? Like, I feel like I hear people say, I have to work another job to create my artwork. And have meaning, right? But like, even something like cons, the, the, the idea of like trying to get, trying to get like a long term perspective, right? Um, trying to look into the future, like, yeah, but, I'm an artist. What, 
what does the future look like for me? How can I plan for that? When I'm 50, how will I be able to finance stuff? How can I save for retirement? I mean, I don't got a retirement. Like this is, I'm thinking about these things now. You know, there is no structured infrastructure put in place. That's that's why like artists in the city are thinking about those things. And I, I mean, I wish I had the answer. I don't, you know. I wish I could be an artist and have uh, healthcare, you know, and not, you know, need to be on my mom's plan and then run and scramble to go find a job that will provide that for me. I, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> and I think just to, you know, loop back to it, right? Um, we're our stewards uh, uh, of our culture, right? And so, if we can't take care of ourselves, how are we going to preserve, right, songs mm-hmm. and artworks mm-hmm. and, and traditions and, and, and share those not only for ourselves, but to, to share those things with others, right? Um, uh, my partner and I watching uh, mm-hmm. Res Dogs, right? I love Res Dogs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh. And like so much is put into, um, you know, uh, who who they promote, right? The songs are all by by uh, uh, native uh, artists, right? Um, even the guests and some of the people that they have, yeah. right, are people who are out there in the community doing work, right? So there's an episode they talk about sexual health, and there's like auntie talking about right (laughs) health right and it's just like oh like that's a real thing you do you're not like an actor Mm -hmm. like right and so all that to say um you know a lot of the songs and a lot of things mix with black culture Mm. yep and and so right like watching bear where a tribe called question and i'm just like <laughs> that's it right yeah i'm like cool i felt weird about like homeboys calling themselves right a tribe right but then i'm seeing my brother wear you know mm-hmm. the new york city tribal wear i was like all right i see you mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like how how do we articulate to people right how do we how do we have these conversations mm-hmm with people in our lives and in our community about about how art is more than decades right Mm. Mm. i think it's through experience Mm -hmm. you know i uh uh have a friend uh i i heard this story from from my mentor kim weston the other day um uh my friend daniel ramos shout out to daniel is doing this residency at the Milford Mall and uh, was telling me the story about um, how uh, someone came in um, and, you know, this woman wasn't somebody who, you know, was out looking for artwork, but she saw Daniel's photographs and she was like, hey, this, wow, like, this is amazing. I've never seen something like this. This looks like where I'm from. This looks like, you know, um, something that I can relate to. And it's, it's in line with making art accessible, you know, like, again, going back to this question, who is it actually for? Who are you trying to connect with? You know, if your aim is right here, then uh, you got to you got to work. You got to work it so that 
you make sure the people here can understand it. You know, and it's that's not just that's not to say that we're watering down art or we're making this uh, we're, we're dumbing this down. Absolutely not. You know, uh, if you can if you are if you work so hard that you can show somebody's lived experience in a photograph, then you're halfway there already. You know, like it's it's all about your aim. Like, where are you going with this? You know. I'm not going to be shoddy and make a cheesy pun about aim and precision right um but uh what else could you get from a person who shoots with a camera <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah where can people find your artwork um and if you can plug your handle again so that people can find you yeah uh so my website is ruby gonzalez hernandez.com uh go to fair-side.com and uh, Instagram handle Chicana, um, X-I-C-A-N-A-R-E-I-N-A. Um, and then fair side, the same thing. Fair under, uh, fair dash, fair underscore side. Um, that's where you can find me. Uh, if you're an artist, please DM me. I want to meet you. <laughs> Plug in. Uh, uh, make even, right? And make even yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is a question I always love because my music library is growing and mm. I'm expanding as a person. <laughs> What's a favorite song or song that like, you know, from this conversation, you're like, that's y'all need to go listen to. Um, well, a song I have on repeat right now is um, No Quiere Novio, Solo Quiere Vacilar by Grupo ICC. It's a cumbia song. Please listen. You'll love it. Um, I I want to, tr- okay, I can translate it, but it's not appropriate. I know my mom's listening. Hi, mom. Um, so why, why don't we just not? <laughs> no, no, we you know? <laughs> go listen and enjoy it and, and absorb the meaning mm-hmm. and then write lyrics genius, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. um thank you uh uh, ruby for being in community with us thank you Uh, so much uh thank you uh for connecting with us today on just in time conversations wn hh fm 103.5 um ruby eternal thanks can't wait to be in community snap it up yeah um to our guests Let's continue to plant the seeds of change so we can grow together. Absolutely.
with it Really do love them, please pay for these cats Cause I know they all hard-headed, but I ain't got the patience Don't want me having a patience, turning to more patience One trip to ICU, cause ICU Trying to get away with things I real wouldn't do Where my dog's at? See them? Get them, boy! That's how we do? Yeah, this is for my dog This is for my dog Yo, where we at, baby? From then till now, don't ask me how Know that we gon' roll like them cats that hit Not too long ago, baby